Good morning and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy, a show of hope and inspiration. Before we hear about today's guest, I would love to encourage you to check out my Amazon bestseller, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles, ranked number one new release in the 12-step genre. You can find my book on Amazon, Target.com, and BarnesandNoble.com. If you are ready to heal from your past, let me guide you. You deserve to live a life of happiness, and I am living proof it is possible. Now let's hear about my incredible guests. We first meet a truly empowering woman who has changed her life for the better and is now changing the lives of others. Kim Carter, president and CEO of the Center for Housing Advancement and Motivational Projects and author of Waking Up to My Purpose. Kim shares her experience of Jennifer Hudson portraying her life in Tell It Like a Woman and how she overcame adversity. She now wants people to know that despite current circumstances and challenges, we all possess the ability to rise above any occasion, persevere through the hardest of times, and still wear our crowns. Next, we celebrate All Mothers for Mother's Day with Leslie Means, former news anchor and founder of the wildly popular online motherhood community, Her View from Home. Leslie has just released her new book, So God Made a Mother. Hear how she is helping mothers across the U.S. No one said motherhood is easy, but we are not alone and we learn about the support available. And lastly, I sit down with Jess Ponce, body language and communication expert. We will learn how reading body language can help us with conflicts in an interview and detect if someone is lying to us. Now let's meet my incredible guests and move towards a life of happiness. We now learn how to overcome adversity with Kim Carter, author of Waking Up to Your Purpose. Kim, welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Oh, good morning. So you say you came from the other side of the tracks. You had terrible abuse and neglect as a child, addiction, and even prison. So share with us what was your wake-up call? How did you pull yourself out of such, you know, horrific circumstances? You know, well, first I want to say, you know, overcome the uh, oppressive conditions of being on the other side of that track means that I, I need to find a pathway out. And, you know, what that looked like, because in most inner city neighborhoods where there's drug addiction, there's gun violence, it's also coupled with underinvestment, low performance schools, and not enough social services resources to really meet the needs of like single parents. And so by the time I had cycled in out of prison, uh, this last trip inside, you know, I was afforded an opportunity for, you know, a therapeutic uh, drug and alcohol program. And it was in that therapy session that I was able to learn that I was not what had happened to me and that inside was still a little girl who wanted to grow up and who wanted to be happy and still wanted to fulfill some of these uh, childhood dreams that I had. And so as an adult, I had to unpack a lot of that stuff, separate what was mine, what was other conditions and what was other people and really take a look and see what was left. And what was left was a whole lot of talent, a whole lot of brilliance, a whole lot of tenacity, a whole lot of resolve. And it's that 
that carried me through those dark times for me to be able to walk into this light. And I decided to use that passion, that purpose, and that pain as a, a pedestal to help other women so they can realize they too had something inside buried beneath all the pain and suffering. You are helping so many. So tell us now about your purpose and how you are helping women that are stuck in trauma and uh, are in need of help. Yes. Uh, in 2002, uh, I left corporate America and I started the Time for Change Foundation. And our mission is to empower disenfranchised, low-income individuals and families with leadership development by building housing and resources designed to create self-sufficiency in thriving communities. So we, from parenting, drug and alcohol counseling, therapeutic services, we actually have helped 320 children in foster care reunite with their moms because we decided to start building our own house because the affordable housing that these women needed just was not there. And that's where I learned how to start really looking at, as a sisterhood, what we could do for ourselves and how we work together. So it wasn't that I pulled myself up. It was the sisterhood of love and comfort that helped me to uh, heal. Once I was healed, I was able to be of service and be able to help these women and these children. And since our inception, we've helped over 3,500 women reach self-sufficiency. Amazing. Incredible. So because of all this, you actually had Jennifer Hudson portray you and your life and tell it like a woman. What was that like for you? Uh, it was just, it was amazing. You know, first of all, Catherine Hardick, the one that directed, um, the movie 13 and, and, and Breaking Dawn was the one who originally contacted me. And, and she reached out to Taraji P. Henson, who we all know was an infamous actress and amazing talent. And I got the first call from her. And just having her on the other line, I was like, oh my God, this is this is cooking from Empire. This is so many people. And I was just really excited. But I can hear it in her voice that she meant business. And she really wanted to, you know, take my story and not exploit it, but actually use it for the apartment for other women. And she said, I'm going to call you back in a few days. I'm going to find somebody that I can get to play you. So when they called me back and put me on Zoom, and it was Jennifer Hudson, all I could uh, do was like, oh my God, oh my God. Uh, yes. I started thinking, well, am I going to be singing now? Like, oh my God, what are we doing? What are we doing? But but, but Jennifer Hudson is so down to earth and she is so amazing. And for like seven days, we were on set and um, you know, I was a consultant on the project and she really brought my character to life. She really told my story. She did it. Um, she did it my way. She yeah. did the way it actually happened and forever yeah. amazed. And this is an Oscar nominated film, right? We've gone all yeah. the way to the United Nations and for Tell Like a Woman. And, you know, and Kiara Telesi, she is the brain behind the We Do It Together, which is a whole women's empowerment of film directors for women coming together to Incredible. tell women's stories. Incredible. So tell us about Time for Change Foundation. That came from that. No, Time for Change Foundation came from me. It's a vision that I birthed. And it came from me wanting to uh, not just sit with my job in my office and I got my life together, but God was like, I should be helping other people. So I left my job in 2002 and I started the Time for Change Foundation with one shelter program. So over the past 22 years, we have now 
um, three emergency shelters, 13 permanent supportive housing units. We have um, the Finger Square, which is the first affordable housing project. I actually started building housing, right? Can you believe that? So I went I from being homeless to building housing. The Phoenix Square. That is incredible. To yes, I mean, it's, I know. It's so, crazy, right? It is crazy. And, and how beautiful life is, right? And especially when we pull ourselves out of that darkness and we find our passion and our purpose. And that's, and that's what you've done. And, and, and these inner city children, like, how can we help to, to break what, ha what has been happening for so long uh, to, for these inner city children? Well, what we can do is we can wake up to America and we can start addressing the systemic inequalities. We cannot continue to go on. We have certain zip codes in certain neighborhoods getting certain resources and others being neglected. You know, and it starts right there. It starts with, that's okay, wake up. We know we're dealing with a system that the darker your skin color, the least likely you are to get what you need. The more likely you are to be incarcerated as opposed to getting um, treatment or psychotherapy or mental health services. So we got to start with it. We got to start with making sure that these cities have what they need for the residents on the inside. You know, it's not by um, happenstance that 10% uh, of the population owns 90% of the wealth. There is a major egregious uh, inequity happening in America, and it's only getting worse. And so we need to make sure we address those issues and we're able to get to root causes. And that means going back to the conditions that actually perpetuate and um, exacerbate the inequities. Amazing. So where can we find you and your book, Waking Up to Your Purpose? Well, you can find Waking Up to My Purpose on our website, www.timeforchangefoundation.org. You can also Google my name, Kim Carter, uh, from San Bernardino, from San Francisco. I come up really, really easy. As you know, I was a top 10 CNN hero. So from yes. amongst 50,000 nominations in eight different countries. Amazing. I made top yes. Oh, Kim, so Kim. Find, yes. <laughs> can find you anywhere, Kim Carter. Well, thank you for being you, Kim Carter, and for all that you are doing and for coming on Wake Up With Marcy. Well, thank you, Marcy, for having me. I truly appreciate it. Thanks for the interview. It's been amazing. Mwah. Have a great, Mwah. great day. After the break, we celebrate all mothers for Mother's Day with author Leslie Means. I will now speak with Leslie Means, former news anchor, founder of the wildly popular online motherhood community, Her View From Home. She's just released her new book, So God Made a Mother. Welcome to Wake Up With Marcy, Leslie. Thank you for this, Marcy. It's an honor to be here. It's so incredible to have you here and the work that you're doing and how you're helping mothers everywhere. So you were a former TV anchor. Let's talk about why you left that career and how it's helped you and what you're doing today. And you know that, right? Like you get it. Like I love talking to you because you get that TV side. I, on paper, it was the best job. It was a great job. I was a, a morning anchor and weekend anchor. And then we got to start this local talk show. And that was so much fun. And there would be five to 10 people that would come in the studio every day. And on paper, it just looked like the best 
job. My girls were little then. They were, I think, under the age of two, two and six months, maybe. I don't know. It's all a blur when they're little. And I just felt like, I call it God whispers. I say for anybody else, you know, when you have the goosebumps and you just know that something else, you're supposed to be doing something else. And I felt that way. Um, and so I left TV kind of on a whim, kind of, I'm kind of like that, just kind of random. And I actually started a, a job at our local chamber of commerce. And so I got this like business perspective. And that's when I missed, that's when I missed the TV side. And that's how I started her view from home. But it's so interesting. Now I can look back of like, okay, maybe I knew I had to leave TV to get that business side, even though when I was there, like the first day, I like they made me do a Google spreadsheet and I started sobbing because I'm like, I'm this journalism girl, I don't know how to do a spreadsheet. But it's just, it, it really, the two things helped me create Hervey from Home. Without that business perspective, I couldn't, I couldn't run this business. So um, I don't know. And I also think the TV world, I mean, it just... It helped me so much in doing what I'm doing now because I just, I love hearing other people's stories. It's important to me. Yeah. I mean, we evolve through experience mm -hmm. and it helps us to move forward into our guided path. I've definitely learned that. So you yourself, you yep. have three children. So talk to us moms out there that are thinking about maybe mm -hmm. moving forward with a business or starting to work or do something for themselves if they have children. What can they do? How can they start? How can they master doing this? Oh, I love that question. Um, and I, I want to say, I know, I know. I want to say if anybody thinks that, if anybody seems like they have it all, they don't. They're lying. I think um, something always has to give a little bit. And no matter what we're doing, right? Um for me, and my kids now are 14, 12, and 6. Do you like how it takes me a second to think, <laughs> think of how old they are? The only reason that I could do what I did and how I've been able to do what I've been doing is because I have I have so much support. I always say, you know, I didn't have, we didn't have a, we didn't have a dime when I started Herview. I always say I, I didn't have a rich uncle or anybody to help me start this, this website. So I really had to, it took four or five years before we made enough to pay myself. So I was still working full time and running Herview before I, it finally started profiting. And it's interesting because I didn't need money, but I had support. And I know that's a privilege that I had support. I have uh, my family nearby, my husband. Um, I think we've been married 18 years. 18, I think 2004, is that 18? Um, he was always there and he always believed in me. So I tell women and I tell a lot of our writers, like you just have to find one person, one, one person who can, who you can lean on, who can be honest with you because that's important and um, who can be there to support you. And then you do that back for that person. And that can go so far in whatever dream you have. So you've got to start it, but you really don't have to do it all alone. That yes. is for sure. So you let's can't. talk about your book. How exciting it just launched. So tell us, how did it come about? What inspired you? And now that it is launched, where can we find it? Okay. So um, the website is 11 years old and we always knew we would do a book, but I had to have that 
goosebump feeling. I had to, to know what the title was and the timing. And it's April of 2020, which uh, we all know, COVID. I'm in the bathtub. And it's so interesting because it was silent, right? Like everything was like stopped. And so I, I think I had time to think. And I'm in the tub and I thought, So God Made a Mother, that is such a good title for the book because we have articles on the website that are God gave me sons, God gave me, made a grandma, all this. And I, and they do so well. And I thought that's that's the book. And I told our team and then we found agents and, and it just went so quickly because everybody loved the idea. And the book is broken up into chapters of tender, proud, strong, etc. So it, it describes mothers and of any age, any stage. And we say, we joke, and we say, if you are a mother, if you have a mother, if you know a mother, this book is for you because you will pick it up and you will feel that, you know, that bittersweet feeling of motherhood. Some of these stories are really hard. Some are raw and vulnerable and beautiful, but I love that it's not, it's not a teaching site or you're doing this right or this wrong. It's truly other women sharing their stories. And because of that, we have that connection and you feel seen, known, and loved. And that's the, that's the best stuff right there. That is truly amazing, Leslie. And I'm so happy for you. And we need Thank to feel you. connected and know that we're not alone. And that's exactly what you're doing, Leslie. So where can we find you? Um, I am online on uh, Leslie Means on all the social media. And Herbie from Home is too. And of course, the book is being sold everywhere books are sold. That's fantastic, Leslie. Continued success and so much success with your book. Just keep doing what you're doing and making a difference. All right, Leslie. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. When we come back, we learn how to read body language with Jess Ponce, body language and communication expert. now learn about body language with Jess Ponce, body language and communication expert. Welcome to Wake Up. Hey, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. So body language, like this is crazy. Like you can actually read somebody else's language and under by their body and, and get a story of what's happening. Well, what is really interesting is that communication is so much more than just the words that we use. Yeah. And I think so often we focus on this sentence or that statement, but there's a whole context mm. of what we are communicating with, including our body, including the surrounding, and including the situation. And yeah. by knowing these things and by knowing how someone is looking at you or their gestures, you can better listen and you can better communicate. So how can we use body language to better communicate? Well, if we understand the way that somebody is looking at us or what might be going on in their mind or how their gestures may indicate some uncomfortability, mm -hmm. we can navigate the conversation so that if we're trying to make a point, we can be more effective. Mm -hmm. And we can also gauge whether or not we are being hurt. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because Often people will say, well, I said that. 
Well, did you say it? Because I didn't hear it. Right. Of course I said it. And by reading somebody's body language, you're better able to get assurance and even validate that, mm -hmm. hey, was that heard? Did right. you hear what I was saying? And they said, oh, I heard that you were mad at me. No, I wasn't mad at you. Yeah. I was making a point strongly. Right. Well, how do we make sure they understand that? Well, there are four things I want us to look at when it uh -huh. comes to body language. Um, eye contact is one of them. Mm -hmm. Facial expression is the other. Gestures, how we use our hands, and then also positioning. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you and I right now are in a comfortable conversational uh, position. Okay. If we were squared off to each other like this, that's confrontational. Oh. So even just the positioning allows mm. us to be in a more friendly dialogue okay. where we are more even. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some important things like we're in an interview. Mm -hmm. What are some tips you can give us? Okay, so an interview, what is really interesting, and, and you are interviewing me. Mm -hmm. Now, if this was a job interview and I had papers in front of me, my energy would be going towards these papers. Right. I would be reading my resume. This resume is the focal energy of this exchange. Mm -hmm. And what happens in an interview, you want to be connected to that person. You want to pop off the page because whatever's on the page isn't as important as meeting the person. Right. So your eye contact, the way that you're able to use your facial expressions, and if you're able to smile. And the way that you know that you are winning the other individual yeah. is by whether or not he or she mirrors that action. Ah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk about when somebody's lying to us. Okay, so lying is a really interesting thing because yeah. that is the one thing that everybody always wants to say, how do I know if yeah. that person is lying? Well, first of all, look at the context, Yeah. okay? Uh -huh. If this is a conflicting situation uh -huh. where you guys are butting heads to each other and the other person's on the spot and they're stuttering, first of all, they're just nervous. Okay. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're lying. Okay. Eye contact, whether somebody looks to the side, is shifting, avoiding the conversation altogether, or uh -huh. really closing their spells off to you. So this yeah. is a real common close off, but also if they're like trying to focus energy elsewhere, uh -huh. they're doing that because they can't be here. Right. Beca because they're feeling really uncomfortable, mm -hmm. they know they're lying, and they kind of don't want you to see through them. Well, what they want to do is they want to they, they want to like do a hit and run almost. Like, uh -huh. I'm going to lie and I'm going to move on over okay. here. As opposed to getting into the nuances. Mm. One thing that happens often when there's a conversation is that people might look to the side. Yeah. Okay. And that can indicate two things. One is I'm thinking. Yes. Right? Yeah. The other is how much do I want to say? Okay. So when somebody looks to the side, that's usually an indicator we're going somewhere interesting. Do I want to push or do I want to just let it lie? Mm, mm -hmm. Okay, someone's interested in you or not. <laughs> what, what does well, that look like? Well, okay, it's really interesting because I've been having conversations with friends about this. Social media has changed that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because... The way that we're meeting people in terms of the dating scene, a lot of it is done via like Instagram or yes. texting and things like that. Mm -hmm. But normally when you are face to face with somebody, you can tell by the way they lean in. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. There was this big thing done online where they were talking about shoes. If the if your feet are pointing towards the other person, well, you could also be leaning with your shoulders. Uh -huh. You could also be doing like this. If there's any, so you're engaged. Yeah, exactly. But if there's anything that indicates not only engagement but that the rest of the world is being closed off, uh -huh. that you are my focal point, then you definitely know that that person's interested. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, so now you're in a confrontation, mm -hmm. right? What's the best way to address it without somebody else just putting up the walls and getting defensive right away? Well, I think there are two things that happen. Um, one is both people want to be heard mm -hmm. and both parties want to be right. Right. Yeah. And, and so finding common ground is probably the best solution. So if you are able to sit there and say, okay, I'm not going to engage in this conflict further. Stop to yourself first and then say, okay, I want to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And don't, don't, but, 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 don't get defensive. Yeah. Don't do anything. Literally just hear that person. Yeah. And you can read by their body language, whether their shoulders go down, mm -hmm. whether they're less elevated, if they're taking a breath, then they feel like they're being hurt. Yeah. Don't be defensive in your response. Literally practice um, active listening and say, what I'm hearing is this. Mm -hmm. And then when you say that, you'll notice that you yourself are also being more relaxed. You may not like what they're saying. Right. You may not even agree with it. But you yeah. know what? You've heard them. And by the mere act of giving to somebody, you're off of your own attention. Amazing, amazing. So where can we find more information? Because I know well, <laughs> everyone out there wants to know more about this. Well, thank you. Uh, my uh, website is jp3globalmedia.com. I'm also at Jess Ponce um, and Instagram. And you can uh, find my book, Awesome, on um, Amazon. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the thank show. Thank you. I appreciate I'm gonna it. I'm going to give you a high five. All right. Because I liked it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all so much for joining today. I had so much fun on today's show and learned a lot. So I hope that you did too. If you want to find out more about today's guests, learn more about them or their websites, or just see the segment again, go to wakeupwithmarcy.com. And I hope you'll sign up for my email list. Keep in touch with me during the week on social media. I share a lot of inspiration and in what's going on with the show. Remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others. And I'll see you next weekend. Mm -hmm.